Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Around our band. Lock off. We went nasty. You know, blah, 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 blah. I was going to shoot some video of this, but there was a light. We're going to do a talk, a little intro talking. Then we're going to go to my clock. There you go. My presentation with all your background. At the end of it, fade out. We'll come back. Thanks for doing it. Now, next week we'll be at so and so. That's cool. Blah, blah, blah. So we've got over 200 shows, 200 podcasts. Japanese is a business analyst. Okay. I'm a network Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There, you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. Hello, this is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso. David and I are here live at the NSBE 43 National Conference, and we are at the Innovation Lab, and we're going to talk to, well, I'll have him introduce himself. Hi, I'm Rocky Restivo from Pittsburgh State University. Well, hello, Rocky. <laughs> um, we're excited. Tell us what, what you, all you all have displayed here oh, today. Okay, so over at Pittsburgh State, we have a big booth set up with a lot of construction-type things, and then we have a lot of virtual reality setups. We have some augmented reality setups. We have a digital sandbox. So we have all kinds of stuff to kind of show the students what there is out there and that it's not always just about textbooks where you can actually find a job or a career that you can actually do something with like visually. And I think that's really cool because not everybody wants to sit there and do, you know, write English papers all day. So we're showing them that, hey, you can come out here and drive a big bulldozer. You don't actually actually have to go out and be dangerous. You can get in the simulator. So think of it as a... Uh, as, as as an Xbox Live game, but professional grade, right. the big stuff. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, um, tell us what your role is at the the school. You can okay. you teach a couple of different. I am classes. a professor. I'm a, a assistant professor in graphic imaging technology, and I I specialize in audio video software and photography and virtual reality. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Let me, you know, I'm going to ask you a, a, a question. Um, now, young ladies. I have to ask about the young of ladies. Do you see young ladies coming through the, the this space? And is it, are you seeing it picking up? Or oh, how are we, we doing? Have, we have a pretty good uh, female pop- student population at the Kansas Technology Center. Uh, there's, there's a lot in our graphics field. But there's also, uh, we're starting to get a, a larger number in engineering, 
technologies and also construction. We have a professional organization for women in, in construction, which is, is absolutely pretty cool. We have, uh, uh, we have a couple female professors in construction technology alone. So, okay. yeah, we're definitely representing uh, a wide variety of, of, of uh, I guess, faculty. Absolutely. And that's so important because Absolutely. when they, they kind of see someone and, and can reflect and relate, that, that's really helpful. Excellent. Um, now, um, talk to us. Now, talk to us about your background. How did you My get in this line of work? <laughs> okay, so how I started off, I actually started off as a, uh, a business degree. So I started off in marketing and management. And I went out in the real world and just didn't have that passion because, you know, pushing numbers around is not quite as fun to me personally as being able to actually push photography around so I can actually go out and show that I did something. So not having to deal with a, a balanced uh, balance workbook, I can actually go through and create. So I went back to school and I got my master's degree in, in education and uh, uh, I'm a third generation teacher so I went out there and I, I did what I knew and, and I was a teacher and I've been doing it for about six years now. Okay, so, okay. Teaching, I love it. It's absolutely the best. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Do you have any favorite, like, success stories or, or just some of the things that really have touched you maybe well, in your experience? Well, this is kind of it's kind of not related to, to my teaching, but I've had a lot of students come through that have just become better people. So I've had, um, I, I worked in a community college for four years before I moved to the university level and at, a lot of at-risk students. And so just to have them graduate with an associate's degree being first year in college, our first generation in college, I was able to see them grow as people to actually begin families and actually become members of the society. And then they would say, oh, you know, my parents had a, so, had a, had a bad off and now I actually can help them out and that's really that I guess that's my biggest success story is just people becoming contributing members of society and being adults exactly and I and I appreciate that more than anything so. you know that this is a great point because actually one of our models is helping people find their steam oh. and you know people think about science technology engineering arts and math but if you find whatever your steam is and sometimes you've got to explore and be exposed Absolutely. to find that Absolutely. and so even, you know, we want to invite people out to the NSBE conference here in Kansas and oh, yeah. to explore the innovation lab. It doesn't mean you're going to walk out and want to be an engineer. Oh, absolutely. But something might just spark your interest and, and, you know, make you want to be an entrepreneur or just pursue something, you know, that you hadn't thought of. And so that, I, I love your, your story. That's a, a perfect example. Um, Tell us about also, um, you know, you talk about the, the, the community college and that type of thing. Um, what would you say to students out there who um, right now are are kind of lost and trying to find their way and, and how maybe the community college is a great, you know, bridge and opportunity? Well, I started off, uh, I graduated high school and didn't know what I wanted to do. So instead of jumping into a university level where I would spend fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 in my first year, not knowing what I wanted to do, I felt that wasn't beneficial to me as a person. So I went through the community college level myself, and you know I took a bunch of classes from a different bunch of different fields, and it really didn't cost me a whole lot, which which was nice because I got to find where I wanted. So I got my associate's degree, and I figured, you know what, I really liked marketing. I really liked 
selling things. I really liked showing things. So that propelled me into the university level. I figured out what I wanted to do. So I didn't go to the university level just to explore around. Because I wasn't ready. I wasn't mature and ready yet. Exactly. So community college helped me to find find out who what my voice is. So beautiful, wonderful. Well, thank you for yeah, stopping no by. Any final words or or how they can get in contact or you know any just last minute shameless plug, whatever shameless you like. Plug, uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh State University Graphic Imaging Technology Program. Look us up Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, any social media you can think of. LinkedIn. You know, I think we even have a MySpace. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Going retro on that. So yeah, just. Hit us up, Pittsburgh State, Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, flat tuition rate. You can take 12 hours. You can take 20 hours, same price, which nice. is really interesting. Very, very. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank no you problem. again. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'll let you guys continue, and I'll just continue to talk to our, our audience here. We are here live at the uh, Nesby here in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and I have to thank um, our, I would, what I would say is our host, which is William Wells, who invited us down from Atlanta to broadcast and be a part of this. Now, it's noisy behind me because there are simulators going on to my left. I've got a Lego booth. They've got the Nesby logo there, and the students are coming by and building that. Now, they're actually building some type of race car, and there's going to be some race going on over here in the, the Lego booth. So I'm, uh, we're going to see what's going on over, over there. It's like David said, to our front, uh, and this is, again, is the uh, College of uh, the School of Construction, uh, I see two excavators. Now, they're not real excavators because those would be huge. Um, they are simulators. And you guys might have seen on our Instagram page, uh, David was sitting in one of those. He gave it a test drive when they set it up yesterday. But um, here's a little secret about David and I. We uh, love a TV show called Gold Rush, and they're always in this big, heavy equipment. So being here and seeing these simulators of the excavator, we got to uh, get that, that feel of what it's like. Maybe this young lady right here, excuse me, would you come over and talk to my audience? I'm recording live, and um, would you just tell us what your name is and what school you're here with? My name is Marquadra White, and I am from Southeast High School. Oh, the high school. So you've been walking around here. What Has something caught your eye? What, what's been interesting to you that you think Well, about? to me, I like hands-on, so making the car was very interesting to me. And, like, going against another teammate to see who car will bust the other person's balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Robotics and cars. Absolutely. That was that was over there at the Pitsco. Uh, so you got to, to build a, a car. Tell them kind of what did you build a car out of? We built it out of sticks, um, styrofoam, and then it was like some kind of plate base, and then uh, balloons okay. and straws. Okay, did, did your balloon get busted or did you bust someone else's balloon? First, mine. First, I got mine, but then I tried again, and I bust the other person. Okay, see, so, yeah, you learn from your mistakes. And we always say every now and then you make some mistakes, but you learn from them. Now, what's your interest in, in Nesby? How did you how did you get involved in Nesby or hear, hear about this event? Well, I heard about it because I take a class with TLC, and my teacher uh, told us about it. And before, uh, I had got a college interview with somebody, and she was part of Nesby, and she told me about it. 
Okay, okay. Uh, are you have you decided what you're going to pursue, or are you still exploring some of your career options? I'm still exploring. I don't really know what I want to do yet. Okay. Well, welcome, and this is a great place to explore. Why don't you say something to other students who might be out there here in Kansas about them coming out and checking it out? If you aren't sure about what you want to go in during, like, the engineering career, you should come out and check out the different things that they have to offer you. Awesome. Thank you so much. You. <laughs> so we're just grabbing a few people as they stop by. We've got a lot of competition here. Uh-oh, David, the uh, scientist is in. There's a guy in a white coat, with, uh, and he's got a lot of some things that are swollen. I see some liquids. You guys might have seen my pictures earlier. There were three suitcases, and uh, each one of them was a top-secret experiment. And so it looks like he's about to open up that suitcase. Would you like to talk to me? I'm on the Internet right now uh, broadcasting for our podcast. No, I so, not. Oh, <laughs> are you getting stuck? Rocky Rocky's done it. Yeah. See, he did it. So, I'm not a speaker. Oh, you know. Miss Prince. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we are, as we see people coming by, but what I also have to my left, so I mentioned to my right, I've got the Lego booth. To my left, I have the Kansas City Speedway, um, and that's sponsored also in part by NASCAR. Uh, you can go to www.kansasspeedway.com. And over there, they're doing a simulating, the young people get to sit in a car and, and drive about. But the interesting thing about it, it, you know, some of you may have been to Dave and Buster's and, and rode uh, games that are similar to these. These, uh, as Rocky mentioned, are industrial grade. So by that, you know, companies use these in their real business. How, you know, you're not going to let someone drive an expensive piece of equipment um, and they don't have any practice. They could hurt themselves and they could damage uh, this uh, piece of equipment. So what these simulators allow them to do is to uh, have that whole uh, experience there. Now, but what this conference is also about is the people who build these things, uh, the people, the engineers, the people who had to think through the design and the, the process of this and create these. So there's a wide open career field around all of this to, to build and engineer just the, the physical simulation. Because when I look at this excavation simulator, the chair, the whole cockpit, the pedals, they, they recreated that. Then someone had to create on the computer screen to react to that physical simulation throughout. Now, um, also now to my, my far right, uh, Pisco over there, is uh, another school education institute, and they've got a robot there. He stands up, he laughs, um, he's all lit up over there. So he traveled to be here at the, the conference. And I can't, I know everybody's hearing a lot of background noise, but also what you also hear is the Lego team, uh, their competition is going on, so the kids are getting really excited uh, about that, and uh, so you, you hear that as well. Um, looking off to my right, I see a 3D printer that is printing car parts and, and machine parts. So no more having to go to AutoZone to pick up your replacement car parts. You print that on your 3D printer. That's valuable for businesses, especially when you have unique 
machinery. Um, I have to use the one example that is, you know, near and dear to my heart. I talked about I like the show Gold Rush. I know a lot of people who know me from Atlanta and being a city girl, what am I doing watching Gold Rush? But that's my alter ego. I love those big machines and Gold Rush. Well, they're out in Alaska, and those machines break down. When they break down, they have to wait sometimes months to get those parts back. And remember, they have a short period because they have such long and harsh winters. They have a short period of time uh, to, to dig for that gold. So they can't afford to have that downtime. So just imagine if they had a 3D printer to make their replacement parts as needed. Um, and even 3D printing is used now. They've done a 3D using a different cells and biological uh, genetic information to recreate even body parts. I know that, you know, it's, it's one of the things about STEM and STEAM is you've got to get yourself used to believing the unbelievable. You've got to believe the unbelievable because that's what's happening. One of the things I'm going to ask David to do for me is if you see anybody who wants to be um, do an interview, sure. send them over my way because we've got uh, about another 60 minutes or so, and I want to uh, interview any passerby. I, I want to interview a Lego guy, but he looks like he's needy. But, you know, um, someone else is now to my far right, I have a green screen over there, and I'm really curious what's going on over there. We've got a guy on the far end. They put him in the corner. This other guy, he's in the far corner. He's doing something with electricity. So I found that that very interesting and intriguing. Now, the other thing, now, does this sound like I keep talking about? I look to my right. I look to my left. Well, I have to be also completely honest with you. This place is huge. So if I'm making every time I, I uh, say something, I'm saying, well, I looked over here and I looked it's because it's a big, big room. But that's what makes it fun. It's the Innovation Lab here at Nesby. At Nesby. Um, now, what I'm going to do here, uh, I'm going to uh, I, I, I'm gonna get some uh, a, a device so that I can also go mobile. Um, and one of the things is we, that's one of the things we always have to, when we're on the location, we have to kind of play things by ear, and in this particular case, I'm just looking for my, um, I'm, I found my device, and I'm going to move around here a little bit. So if you would just bear with me, we are going to hook me up, and I'm going to walk around. Um, and like I said, oh, there's the robot. The robot's on the move. He's he's walking around, and look, he just he just turned on a dime, which is really intriguing to see, you know, I'm used to a robot just going forward and backwards. This one is turning. His arms are moving. So that is completely fascinating. Uh, I'm walking by. The, the sound you heard in the background was uh, at the back end of our booth. So I'm walking around, and at this display here, we have a young man in with like a simulated car, and he's got 3D goggles and headset on. And uh, I want to talk to the, can I interview you all? Awesome. Well, we're on our podcast. So would you say your name and tell us who you're with? Uh, my name's Steve Luongo. We are with Amusitronics out of New York. Very um, good. And you? Ricardo Salabi from Amusitronics out of New York. <laughs> ah, wonderful, wonderful. So tell me about our display we have here. 
Uh, you guys had us come set up some kids, or some, not kids games, games <laughs> for anyone, but through happenstance for the kids today. Okay. We've got the Oculus Rift set up here, and then the new PlayStation 4 over here with the NASCAR set up at Kansas City Speedway. Uh, and here is a roller coaster game, I believe, going through New York City. It's either a totally fictitious city or one that looks just like New York City. Oh, wow. And I, I heard some people talk about, like, it really made them, them yeah, dizzy. I mean, yeah, you really get that, that, that yeah, full yeah. three-dimension. Tell me what you do for the organization. Well, you know, we just set up games, video games all over the country and, you know, experience it. And it's pretty much a very nice experience. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, kids, they are getting, now that they're growing up on this, so now, you know, you just can't give them just a one-dimensional experience. They want to experience the whole thing. Absolutely. Where where else have you guys been in in recent? Oh, wow. We just came from Louisville, Nashville. He'll be headed to L.A. I'm headed back home to New York. Uh, We've been overseas. Pretty much any major... Any major city in the country, Vancouver, Toronto, Mexico, Brazil, Spain. So needless to say, uh, this is this is hot stuff. Yeah, especially now with the big VR boom that's happening uh, between Oculus, the Vive, the PS4s. Uh, and I'm blanking on the fourth <laughs> big name. Vive, Oculus. The roller coaster we have. Yeah, we have, I mean, we've, the company's been going since 88 okay oh wow so, yeah yeah we've been around we've seen we've seen just about all the vr ar the microsoft hololens that's a really new okay. that displays holograms it'll scan your actual environment and then impose like it'll take that wall and then you'll see robots come crashing through that wall and shooting lasers at you and it's it's yeah, it's it's insane the things they're doing with some of the technology nowadays. Wow! So it's stuff that we've seen in in movies. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's really starting to come into into actuality. Um, and yeah, we're lucky. We're field technicians. We get to go to all the events, install all the equipment, help people figure out how to operate it. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, we're on the front line. Well, what is what are some of the new things? Where do you think that this is all going, or where are some new, unique uses that you might think we're going to see uh, in the future? Actually, maybe two weeks ago we were doing an event. It's called Hackathon, and if you're familiar with it, mm-hmm. um, they had it at Harvard University, and they have students and uh, anyone could sign up and figure out how to apply a lot of this new technology into means that isn't just a video game. So business. Uh, yeah, business sides, Discover, the credit card company had sponsored it, uh, figuring out how to apply the technology to their their company or for educational purposes, medical purposes. Um, I know Facebook bought the Oculus goggles, and I was watching, I don't know if it was like a TED Talk or something like that, being able to have doctors across the world put on a headset and simulated gloves and perform surgery on someone who's in another continent, you know, like another, yeah, yeah. So stuff like, you know, kids where schooling isn't as uh, affordable or, or present, you could put on a headset and sit in on a Harvard University uh, lecture or, you know, just, just expose anyone anywhere to things that isn't necessarily in their backyard, you know. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the sky is uh, the limit. Now, you get to go to these conferences. You probably see other things. Do you ever get blown away by things you see in the other booths? Of course, definitely, yeah. So, so what are some of the things, even even maybe at this event? What are some of the... Well, we see a lot of different simulators, and which is great because, you know, we go to the different spots, and we don't really see much simulators. So this is a pretty good look for us. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty great. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah the, the Tesla. Yeah, I got to make my way over there. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for exposing it to the young people. Appreciate you. Absolutely. So I'm gonna continue to to walk around and uh, I'm gonna visit. There's so many different uh, booths going on. Well, I'm going to talk to my friend. What's oh, a Lego bow tie? Hello, this is Jeff. Jeff, hey. Hi, Jacqueline. Good I, to see you. Hands are full. Sorry, I can't take your hands. <laughs> so talk to me. Now, Lego. Lego here at the Nesby mm -hmm. uh, 43 in the Innovation Lab. First of all, describe for our audience. What are we looking at here? So right now, what you're looking at is you're looking at the Nesby logo built out of Lego. At the end of this, it's going to be about 5,000 pieces of Lego, and it's about 5 feet by 5 feet, or no, 4 feet by 4 feet. Awesome, awesome. Now, talk to us about Lego and their, you know, I love their uh, their theme here, Dream It, Build It, Wreck It, Repeat. Yeah, so, so the organization that I'm a part of is called Playwell. And what we do is we teach kids engineering with Lego. And we've been doing it for about 20 years. And our goal is to really like, create the next generation of innovators, engineers, scientists, and just people that, people that are like, thinking about how things work. Mm -hmm. So, and we, you know, we teach about 100,000 kids a year around the country. And the whole goal is, to, is we believe that the best way in which you learn is through play. And we were like, how do we introduce engineering and all these really complex subjects from like differentials to torque to speed to, you know, various gear ratios, all that. And we were like, why don't we use the medium of Lego? So, you know, that was a long time ago. And now you have kids that like know what gravitational acceleration is and how to combine like a drive shaft with a differential. And they're six or seven and they're saying this stuff, you know, and it's, it's just awesome. You know, yes. so like that's, that's been the goal and that's... We've been doing it for a while now. Great. Kids are natural engineers. We help them realize that that's another a great logo. Love that. What, talk to me a little bit about what's going on at this table here. So we've got the logo, but we've got something else going yeah. on. Yeah. So what's really interesting is there's this, this game called Battle Track, and it was invented by a kid. So we used to teach kids about how, to, how a monorail works, right? So you have these rack gears. You have these gears on the inside that, that rotate on it, and it shows how, like, an actual monorail, like, hugs the track. Well, this kid one day was just like, why, why are we racing them on different tracks? We should smash them into each other. <laughs> that's the kid, <laughs> for, you. The kid <laughs> for you. And then, and then that's basically what happened, where, you know, now you build these jousting monorails. They learn, be, learn about whether they want to gear this for torque or speed. Like, this is geared small to big, right? So there's, like... We have the 24-tooth gear to a 40-tooth gear, so we have, like, uh, yeah, so we have this ratio. If you swap it, you can make it really fast and make it uh, um, geared for speed, and then your job is to really try to knock each other off. Yeah. So you're figuring out, all through just playing, they're figuring out center of gravity, they're figuring out torque and speed, they're figuring out uh, overlapping, they're, they're determining how to get underneath each other. All that's happening 
and they're just playing. Playing. They're wow. just playing. And this is, what, is this a battery pack that you can hook up yes. to these? So this wow. is just a battery pack that hooks up to the motor, and then, you know, these there gears are go. meshing, and there you go, you know? So now, is this something I can buy off the shelf? Cause Not the, really, oh. no. <laughs> you we, only have to, you have to come to the Innovation Lab and look, look for Jeff. <laughs> or, you could, or you could just, I mean, you could, and, uh, the whole point of why we do stuff is because we want to have kids leave our class and then know how to make stuff on their own. Like, we show them how to take their Star Wars Lego kit, like their speeder, and then let's motorize it and do it do it your way. So someone could totally invent a different way of how to create a monorail. Oh. This is just one way that we are just suggesting them to try it out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and be inventive, and then send it to you, and then their idea might be the next one that, that we see at the it, next it, event. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. awesome. That's exactly. awesome. So look for, go to lego.com, you know, revisit. Actually, go to play-well.org. That's the organization. Um, yeah. Okay. Now come to the Innovations Lab if you're at Nesby. That's right. That's right. Kansas City for the rest of this week. Awesome. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to talk. I, I've been waiting my turn to come over here. I'd love to chat with you. Hi. I'm Jacqueline Sanders with Technology Express. We're doing our podcast radio show. So welcome to Nesby. And talk to us about your display. Sure. Uh, we're the Digital, Digital Storytelling Center of Kansas City. Digital Story KC is our nickname. And we provide digital media training, story-based digital media training for kids in early core. And uh, we start them out with simple uh, activities that are paper-based that show how basically any cartoon or video is a sequence of still images in rapid mo movement. So we have them do flip books. We have them do the old phalantrope thing, which is go goes back to Victorian times. And then we take them, we have them create a story. And then we have them use some software through a, an animation program that they do stop motion animation. So they take one picture at a time of like clay characters. That's what we've got over here. If, if we were TV, we'd be showing this. But we have a couple of uh, clay characters in different poses. They take one picture at a time in a sequence of movement until it looks like it's animation. And we also teach them how to add uh, sound effects, voiceover, background music. They can, we have green screen features that will drop out the background to whatever they want, whether it's a still picture or video image. And uh, all of this, you know, we, they create a production and they work together as a team. It's a very collaborative industry. That's an important part of what we teach. But then they, uh, they publish this to our YouTube uh, channel. And from the, so there they can share their stories with their friends through links. So it's a great program. And we feel like this is important for our youth because we're trying to teach them not only to be digitally literate, but digitally articulate. So we feel like that um, by knowing the right tools of digital media, to be more, they can be more influential, they can tell better stories, which is one of the most, most effective ways to influence others. So it's a great program, and we're just getting started. We're only two and a half years old. The great part about our story is in two years, we'll be working out of the old Laffergram building here in Kansas City, oh. where Walt Disney started one of his first animation companies. Amazing. It's known as the birthplace of Hollywood animation, because many of the leaders, the people that he trained how to do animation there, went on to Hollywood to found Hanna-Barbera, Warner Brothers, 
MGM cartoons, many of the cartoon companies that we grew up loving. Oh, that's amazing, amazing. Digistory, Kansas City, awesome. Another reason to come out to the Nesby Innovation Lab, check out their, their booth, and um, thank you for, for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about our program. Absolutely. Keep up what you're doing. This is awesome. Uh, like I said, this is, uh, I mean, there, every, everywhere I, I look and walk, I, need to, I want to get down to just one other, in uh, uh, this segment, in particular, I want to talk to this is the Department of Physics and Astronomy um, from UMKC. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit intimidated because there's some electrical things going on here, but Steve Siegel is, is he, he's going to protect me. But he's first going to talk to us and share with our podcast audience. What, what do we have set up here? Well, this is Nikola Tesla's original idea. I don't know if you can see. You're just audio, correct? Yes. Okay. So you can't see this, but I have a fluorescent tube in my hand. Regular fluorescent tube. As I bring it near the coil, it lights up. It's just in my hand. It's not connected to anything. This was Tesla's original idea, just to broadcast electricity freely. Which people confuse with free energy. No, it's not free energy. It had to be generated somewhere. But he wanted to broadcast it freely to people. And his idea was to build giant coils like this around cities and broadcast electricity like we do radio, television, uh, cell phone signals. Amazing. They didn't have radio, television, and cell phones back then. They didn't realize that this would interfere with it, first of all. And second of all, they weren't aware of the cancer-causing properties of electromagnetic radiation. Ah. So, I mean, there was a lot of reasons that in the long run it probably would not have been a good idea. Right, right. <laughs> At the time, uh, Edison and J.P. Morgan decided that why would we give this away free when we can charge people money for it? So they pulled all of Tesla's funding and shut down his labs. Ah, no wonder, you know, uh, a lot of people, there's a resurgence of Tesla because of the, the, the car industry. Yeah, but people don't know that. And how his name, you know, we don't know it as much as we do. But you, you just... Gave us some good knowledge. in history, yes. Exactly, exactly. So, um, we do use this principle, though, in a lot of equipment, the ignition coils in your cars. Uh, the televisions don't use this anymore, but they used to produce high voltage for the cathode ray tubes. Okay. And that was generated by a version of the Tesla coil. Okay. Um, we now use his inductive coupling to do wireless charging. Okay. So where you set your cell phone down without touching anything, charges it. So right. This is, uh, exactly. This is part of what he envisioned. I see. Um, Tesla never envisioned what I'm going to do next. <laughs> uh, I have a larger Tesla coil standing behind me. You do. And <laughs> this contraption behind me that is all made out of surplus, just because I enjoy building things, repurposing. I'm just seeing what I can do with scraps. Exactly. So every time you jump a spark through the air, the air around it suddenly heats up and makes a pop suit. So this is kind of the device you were kind of scared of. This is a Wimhurst generator. It's making static electricity. And you can hear the sparks popping. And, and he's just turning a wheel and... Two metal balls are not touching each other. It's generating a spark. So every time the spark jumps through the air, the air around it suddenly heats up and explodes. 
sand makes a pop. This is how lightning makes thunder. Okay. All right. Tesla, when he built his original coils, was pretty much locked to the frequency of the power grid that he was running off of, which is 60 times a second. Okay. So he can make 120 sparks a second with his Tesla coils. By using modern technology, we can actually control the Tesla coil through the audio range of frequencies. Amazing. And by turning the sparks on and off at the right speeds, we can actually make musical notes. So like I said, Tesla never envisioned this, but this is, this is what I'm doing with this. So the coil actually runs at 100,000 times a second, okay. which is way faster than you can hear. Right. But by gating it on and off at the speeds of the notes, I turn the sparks on and off at the right frequencies, like A440, to make the note. Um, it's 440 times a second. Mm. So I'm actually turning the sparks on and off 440 times a second to make that note. Wow. And I'm using a computer to control this. Okay. There are certain songs that sound better on it than others because it's a really harsh sound. It, yeah. It's like harsh through the air. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's beautiful in its own way. Uh, so, this is the Department of Physics and Astronomy, and I'm interviewing uh, Steve Siegel. And what you heard in the background, it, the, the music was actually, like you said, you use a computer, and that looks like an IV pole. A, a IV pole. It's just for ground for the arc to jump to. Exactly. So what you couldn't see on the the podcast is that just like you see lightning in the the, the sky, it was about a foot to the IV pole. Yeah, it's traveling about a foot. So that that is now. How long did it even take you to create what we just heard? Okay, the original build of the coil took me about two and a half months. Okay, it was a big learning curve for me. But this particular coil has been running for almost three years now. Mm. now. I have it power limited for a reason. It can do quite a bit more. It can actually jump almost 38 inches. Wow. But that's at a risk of quick deterioration, and I want this to be reliable. Right. And like I said, it's got a lot of hours on it. And, so, and the coil I'm looking at, are we looking at, it looks like copper, but is that the material? Okay, the top of it is actually dryer duct. It's painted copper. Oh, okay. But there's a long story behind it. Okay. But um, you need what's called a top load that makes a capacitive coupling to the air around the coil. And if you have a lot of money or you want to spend the money, they use brushed aluminum toroids, which look like a donut, basically. But they're real pretty. They're polished aluminum. I just, like I said, I built this out of scrap, so I had this leftover dryer duct, and it serves the purpose. It does. Now, the, what you can't see also on the podcast is there's an 18-inch tall column of, that's four inches diameter that is wrapped with 2,000 turns, single layer, 
of number 34 wire, which is about like your hair. Mm. Wow. And this is what produces the high voltage. Ah. The, it's a transformer. The primary is copper tubing, like you would use for water pipe. And there's nine turns of it on the primary. So nine to 2,000 is quite a mathematical multiplication. It's not exact because it's an air core transformer. But you're multiplying not the power, just the voltage. Power doesn't change. Everybody can use this stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm putting in 1,000 watts, I'm going to get out 1,000 watts, whether it's at 300 volts or 300,000 volts. Still 1,000 watts. So while the voltage is very high, the current is very, very low. I still do not want to get hit by it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now, let, let me just switch a little bit okay. because, and again, we want to invite people out to the Nesby uh, Innovation Lab uh, here in Kansas City, Missouri. Very excited. They're here all week, but this, this is a, a lot of fun. But tell us about what you do. Um, you're representing the Department of Physics and Astronomy at UMKC. So tell us about what you do there. My, my technical job description, I should say, is the senior design research engineer. So my job is to design and build the equipment they do the research with and maintain what all they have also. Okay. So if a student comes to me and says, I need to shoot a laser in at this angle and hit a target inside ultra-high vacuum with this sort of instrumentation on it, it's up to me to work with the student and design the chamber that we do this in and then build it. Nice. So I have to be a jack of all trades. I have a machine shop of my, of my own in the basement of the building that I can machine all the equipment. I do electrical, high voltage electricity, uh, high pressure and low pressure. And I have to make all this stuff safe for people to operate. Wow, wow. They, you know, they're not engineering students, they're physics students. Ah. And they may not be versed in metallurgy or how to deal with high voltage electricity. And so I have to make, well, they have to be able to do their research and I have to make it, I don't, probably a bad term would be idiot proof. <laughs> but, um, safe. <laughs> yeah, safe. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Well, we thank you for coming out for this e- event and spending some time with us. And I, I just have to say that uh, I wish more people could come out. We're kind of the eyes and ears beyond the Kansas City uh, area. Uh, but if you, th- this is an excellent opportunity, and, and thank you for, for sharing this with us. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to continue to make my way around. We have some, some students from some of the local high schools. Um, and people are just are, are wandering in and out. Um, right now, it, it's quiet down. It, it goes through these waves. You, uh, one minute you, you, uh, you hear me yelling and screaming, and the next uh, uh, they, they go off to a, a workshop and some of their sessions. So there's a, a bit of a lull. But that's good for me because we get to uh, talk to some of the different people who are at the booths here. I'm going to make my way over to uh, a couple of the other booths. Like I said, Kansas City Speedway, NASCAR is here. I've got Pisco, um, uh, the education group, and they're the ones who have the, the robot. And the young lady talked about the cars smashing into each other. So we're going to just continue to make our way around. Is it on your phone? 
And so now, let me, let me, I, I see two gentlemen over here at Kansas City. Hi, I'm recording on my podcast. Could I interview one of you? Sure. <laughs> You've been uh, volunteered, no, volunteered <laughs> to talk to me. Hi, would you just uh, give me your name and, and tell us uh, who you're representing today? Uh, my name's Doc Strobe with uh, Kansas Speedway out here today. Excellent. Well, welcome, welcome. Tell us a little bit about your, your display here. Sure, you know, we got our uh, racing simulator over here, uh, just racing uh, the Go Bowling 400 race. It's coming to Kansas Speedway this May. Um, got five laps going, just seeing if you can come back from the end and uh, finish in first. And then also got a lot of promo materials, just kind of promoting our race weekend. Uh, people come over, got some koozies, got some pins, got some race information. And, you know, again, just trying to drive some awareness to our races at Kansas Speedway. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to drive, uh, grab one of those uh, pink camouflage. Pink camouflage. I like that. I love it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and the, the simulator here, that's a safe way for people to experience what's going on uh, on that speedway. It's one thing to watch it, but that's pretty intense when you're in, in the, the driver's seat. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? It's also, it just exposes young people here at the, the Nesby Conference. Uh, how did you guys get uh, affiliated? With uh, um, our director Ryan Hogue actually got in contact with William with the NSB and and uh, you know it kind of just went from there you know something with NASCAR we're really trying to not just NASCAR but Kansas Speedway as well uh, trying to get into multicultural uh, be out there you know the youth movement's really big in NASCAR this year it's first year ever uh, kids can get in free to uh, our support races so the truck race coming up in in May that's on a Friday night kids under 12 get in for free. Um, Tickets are pretty cheap for that, starting around 25 bucks. So parents, you know, hopefully you can afford that as well. Of course, we allow people to bring their own coolers into our races, bring your own food, bring your own beverages. So free parking, you know, pay pay 25 bucks for a ticket, bring your kids for free, and that's all you're spending whenever you come out to our races. So. Well, excellent, excellent. And, you know, as it ties into also with, with Nesby, when they see these cars, these all have to be, there's some fine-tuning and engineering that goes into to building them, and who doesn't want to build the fastest? You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, these cars are some of the fastest uh, that are out there, you know, over a 1,000 horsepower in each of them, you know. At our track, speeds reach up close to 200 miles per hour. Um, you know, there are faster tracks like super speedways like Daytona, Talladega. Those cars reaching up to 210, 215, depending on uh, how that draft's going. So, wow. So definitely wow. a lot of uh, science involved in it as well, you know, as uh you know, like you said, building the car and uh, actually getting out there racing. Now, our cars are different because they're all to the same specs. That's why it's a NASCAR. They're stock cars, so every car is the same. So at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to the driver because they're all in the exact same style of cars. Or there are other uh, racing like motorsports like IndyCar or a Formula One where you can put more money into that car, make your car faster, and it's not as much about the driver. It's about the car. NASCAR, it's about those drivers that are getting in there. Absolutely, and 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 indirectly, although you know they may not have all gone to school for, but understanding, you know, because again we cover everything STEM related from science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, but they have to understand how that wind draft yeah. and and the positioning and yeah. wind, you know, I, I don't know all that goes into it, but yeah, they're making those calculations in their head very quickly. Yeah, there's no like you said with the drafting. Each track has a different banking. Uh, our track has variable banking where the bottom is around 17 degrees, and as you work your way up, it's 20 degrees. Daytona, one of the super speedways, it's about 35 degrees. So each track is different. 
uh, you know, as you're racing, you know, also kind of keep in mind, like, fuel mileage is something that's real thing, because there's, there's not a gauge in there that says the, the light doesn't come on and say, hey, you're low on gas. You have to know how many laps you've done, how many miles you've done, and know how many miles you can get on a full thing of gas. And we've had a lot of races where the very last lap, the lead guy runs out of gas, and and can't finish, and people behind him just pass him and, and go on and win. Oh, he didn't do his math, right? He didn't do his math, right. Or, or they test their limits for sure. So. Right, right. Awesome, awesome. So how long have you been with with, uh, um, with the Kansas City Speedway and, and that type of thing? Do you get to get up close and personal sometimes? Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, I've been on the Speedway staff about 10 years now. Started in 2007, um, you know, do marketing, sales. You know, race weekend, we definitely got a lot going on. You know, we're all about the experience of the fans that come out. So, you know, we provide stuff like garage tours. Um, we have a pre-race concert before our race. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that you do out of our track before the race even starts. I mean, there's stuff that you can do outside our facility before you even walk in to use your ticket to go sit and watch the race. You know, our parking lots um, for the uh, race in October the race doesn't start till 1. We open up our parking lots at 6 a.m., and then our ticket gates open up at 8 a.m. So there's people out there two hours before our ticket gates even open, and they're doing their experience, doing their tailgating. You know, that's what it's Kansas City. That's what it's about, you know, that tailgate experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we had some of that Kansas City barbecue. Oh, but yeah. yeah. They'll come out there, bring their smokers out, and get going. And, you know, we definitely encourage it, you know. The, the, the more it adds that experience, the better. Absolutely. Well, thank you for talking with us Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Appreciate it, and thank you for supporting us. We yep, appreciate we'll be, what you're doing. We'll be doing. around all week, for sure. All right. Thank, all right. You. thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. So, oh, we got we got an experiment going on over here. This looks very interesting. I see liquid and things swirling and looking like a tornado going on there. We're going to make our way back over there. And, and then I'll talk to also my my friends here at Pisco uh, Education. Again, like I said, the people, they're making their way around and rotating to the various activities. And, again, we here at Technology Expresso, we're just wanting to share the uh, experience with our listening audience, you know, wherever you are. Uh, some of you will even hear this um, in this recorded version, but I just want to give you the what Nesby is doing for uh, here in in Kansas City, and just kind of just bring your awareness. So next year you can find out where the conference is going to be. If it's anywhere near you, you make a plan to to come out. Now we're here in what's called the Innovation Lab, so this all these hands-on activities, interactive um, experience. But bear in mind, guess what? There are rooms that we haven't even made it to. There is a a room that looks like about four or five football fields long, and uh, that is the career fair. And we saw names like uh, Toyota and Google, and um, we're going to make our way over there. So we'll be broadcasting tomorrow from there. Then um, there is the actual workshops that are going on. The students are pouring in. They're expecting, I've heard numbers of 100,000. Um, I know we expect uh, uh, at least 10,000 to come through the Innovation Lab. So uh, we're really just thrilled about that. And uh, we um, have to thank William Wells. You, several people that I've interviewed have. Uh, mentioned William's name, and uh, he has brought us all together, especially for this innovation lab. When it has to do with young people in Kansas City, William Wells somehow has something uh, to do with it.
May I borrow you for a minute from Pisco Education? So would you um, doing a, our, our podcast on the air live? And so if you would introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Pisco. All right. Uh, my name is Jake Simmons, uh, and this is Pisco Education's booth here at NSBE. Uh, basically, Pisco Education has gone through and found all sorts of hands-on kits and activities. So anything from dragsters to robotics to solar cars. And then we've gone back and written curriculum for it, anywhere from K through 12, and then a little bit of post-secondary. So it's a lot of fun. It's been a good show, so hope to see more people come out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's, would you walk me through some of the, the things and, and describe it? Now, now can and anyone, do they have to be, is it, anyone could uh, get in contact with Pisco and find out about these curriculums? How does that work? They definitely can. Uh, the easiest way to find us is our website, www.pisco.com. So that's the best way just to get on, and then after that, really just search for anything and everything you can think of. Okay. So uh, right here out, we have some wind generators, so our Eco Wind Gen, as well as our teacher's guide. This is for the middle school level. Uh, we also have some solar cars to keep in with the green energy, and then teacher's guide for that as well. And then to do a sustainable energy high school unit, we have our, ener- our sustainable energy engineering teacher's guide. So again, it's about four to five weeks of curriculum. It's all been written to standards. So just step by step, walks you right through all sorts of activities, pre-test and post-test. Okay. Um, now, uh, let me ask on behalf of uh, uh, some of our listeners, we have some um, homeschool uh, parents. Now, do these, do these work for, do you find that some uh, reach out to you from a homeschool perspective? They definitely do, and we have our own homeschool tab. So definitely hop on our website again, just search homeschool, or down at the bottom right-hand corner, there's the homeschool tab. Click on that, and it's going to bring up specialized kits that we built just for homeschools. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, let's keep going. What else do we have here? All right, well, one of our biggest hits is our straw rocket launcher. So basically, there's a piece of weight that's going to run down this channel, force air into this tube, and launch the straw. The straw is probably almost going to hit the ceiling. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You sure did. Oh, wow. And all the way up and all the way down. No, no, you really wouldn't. It's a lot of fun. I see a lot of different topics and activities done with this. Uh, One of my favorite is absolute value. So Mm -hmm. you put a target out a little ways, Mm -hmm. and then based on how far you are from the target, either you went too far or didn't go far enough, doesn't matter. You're still a foot away from it. So anyone that's maybe having issues understanding absolute value, this is an awesome activity for them. Oh, amazing, amazing. Okay, let's keep going because right. what, what do I see here? Okay, right here are our CO2 dragsters. So we have a science of speed curriculum. So this is our middle school curriculum for it. It's about uh, three to four weeks of going through and just learning all about aerodynamics and basically all the forces that are going to be interacting with the dragster and then in the last two to three weeks you're actually going to be building a balsa wood dragster and then launching and racing them Whoa. So it's a okay. great way to get the parents involved have a big race night bring in the whole community great activity a lot of fun to watch absolutely and i i think i recognize this here a 3d printer we just went last week uh to an event and my uh, great nephew has declared he's buying him one so tell me what kind of uh, curriculum you built around that so this is an affinia h800 so it's the biggest one affinia is making right now we've gone through and made two curriculums with it the first one is a vehicle engineering so basically what they're doing is going through and printing out gear ratios pulleys wheels, all sorts of great stuff, and they have to do two different kinds of races. One is just a flat drag race, land speed, all about speed. The next is actually a hill climb. So you have to look at a great all-around race car, looking at the different gear ratios. Uh, With our second three to four weeks of curriculum, you have what we call our 
our design our design solution. So you're going through and actually making a design in CAD. So we use the free CAD software that we use and we have step-by-step -step tutorials that we sell with it. Going through and designing and then manipulating the design. Okay. So it's all about, okay, make it wearable, make it do this, make it do that, make it smaller. Okay. Now let me ask you a, a question if you uh, don't mind. Like for our, our home schools, if they want to get one of these, what are some of the like, price ranges that we might be looking at? Okay. Well, it just kind of varies really a lot on the actual activity. Okay. So mm -hmm. which which activity would you like to know about? Like, just take me through, since we're standing here at the, the 3D, like I said, I got a nephew who declared he wants to, to, to buy one. And and if we, I, I know a lot of this will probably be on line tool and you have a real big catalog here and let me just uh share with my audience as we uh talk about it it's pitsco p-i-t-s-c-o uh, and it's education and i i love that they've taken these kids these hands-on activities oh i see one that bridge over there we just went to a uh science fair and they had a breakout session where they they built a, a bridge similar to that one but you built the the learning uh points around it and and died, tied lessons to it so that would be really really interesting um and then also now, are you just located here in Kansas City? I'm sure you ship anywhere. Uh, we will ship all over the U.S. and international. Uh, we are actually located in our only office is in Pittsburgh, Kansas. It's about two hours straight south. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just got educated. We're from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, And we just got cool. educated. We thought, oh, they're here from Pittsburgh. I even texted one of my friends, you got to look up Pitsco <laughs> in, in Pittsburgh. Wrong Pittsburgh. Wrong Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh <laughs> without the H. Okay. That's the only difference. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice to know. Nice to know. So do you have some uh, information for us so here on the 3D printer? The beautiful engineering 3D printer. And, again, that printer that we're looking at, the H800, is the biggest one Affinity is coming out with right now. So it is a little bit pricey. It's 4225 Okay. But that includes all the curriculum, all the parts and pieces that you're going to need for 30 students. Wow. Oh, now that, so, yeah. And it's a three- to four-week long curriculum, and after that, all you're doing is buying filament. Okay. So okay. filament is very, very cheap. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you know, something, oh, I see a robot here, and I see also, uh, Mr. Robot, we took some pictures with yesterday. Are those also kids for the curriculum? They definitely are. Oh, so wow. uh, with our robotic system, we have RC and programmable. Okay. So depending on which route you'd like to go, we can do both ways. So that's our Tetrix Max system that you're looking at right there. Uh, that robot was actually designed for one of the competitions that we play a heavy role in, which is the Urban Search and Rescue through Skills USA. Mm -hmm. So we're, I'm actually heading to Nebraska and, uh, tomorrow for a Skills USA competition. So okay. that's going to be a blast. Oh wow, wow, very cool, very cool. And how long? Okay, so this one, how tall is he? He's almost about four foot. He, then. Yep, yep, exactly. And he he will take you a while to put together if that's what you're going to ask. Yes, so. yes. Like he, how many parts? Just for our audience. Oh man. Uh, uh, two or three thousand, without oh, a doubt. Wow. I would say if you count all the nuts and bolts and gears and yeah. So you've got you've, from the very small to the big projects, exactly, you know, could exactly. be an all year like it's a team building kind of exercise. Mm -hmm. That is very very cool. And then now the 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 participants here have been building uh, cars. One of them visited our, uh, our our booth and, and shared with us. But would you tell our audience what we have here as the for the students to interact? If, they, if they're here in Kansas City, come on down uh, to the convention center for NSBE's uh, 43rd conference is going on uh, all week. But tell us what they'll, they'll get to do here at the Pisco booth. Well, this is our gravity jousting kit. 
So basically what they're doing is going through and designing their own car. There's no instructions. This is an engineering challenge. We don't want to tell you how to do it. We just give you some parameters to go off of. So you can only use one skewer. You can only have an inch-by-inch inch hole in your shield to get through your balloon. Uh, basically they're trying to pop each other's water balloons that are mounted to their vehicles. There's two ramps connected on a track, and they go at each other head-on until someone pops. Wow, wow. How much fun is that? Very cool. And learning through just having uh, a fun and being creative, uh, I, I love it. This is awesome. Well, thank you for talking with us. Not thank you problem. for this great display here. And I, I'll be back to get on a personal note because there's some things that really have it intrigued me again. So just give them one more time. Um, just go to, is it Pitsco? Yep. It's www.pitsco.com. And again, Pitsco is P as in Paul, I, T as in Tom. SCO.com. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. And I am, I, I'm, I'm trying to watch my time, but there's so much to cover here. And one of the things that I'll be doing a, a full segment on is this awesome display. As far as my eyes can see, this is in and of itself about a half a football field, is a display of people of color who have invented and created uh, African-American inventors and innovators is what the exhibit is called. Uh, the exhibit highlights African-American trailblazers and contemporaries in the field of science, technology, engineering, art, and medicine. The exhibit is thematically displayed and showcases women, men, and young people who are little known but have made important contributions to how we work, our health, and how we enjoy life. Um, in 2000, Carol and Sandra Lamb founded the Institute of Black Invention and Technology in Massachusetts before they returned to Sandra's hometown, Kansas City. Um, and one of the reasons they developed this exhibit is their belief that America's history is not complete without an accurate inclusion of African-American achievements and contributions. Are you here with the, the display? Sandra! We, Sandra, you know what? Wow, now I feel like I'm in the presence. This is an awesome, awesome display. I'm doing a live podcast to the Internet, Technology Expresso. So so welcome. Um, so tell us, I read the story, but now you can tell us in your own words about your, your passion that brought this about. Okay. Uh, the, the way we uh, began to develop it, I had seen uh, an ad in Black Enterprise on a Black Expo that was going to be in Philadelphia. And so we took the train from Massachusetts to Philadelphia to see the expo. And while we were there, uh, we saw an exhibit, a traveling uh, exhibit out of California that featured black inventors and innovators. And uh, my husband and I thought we were relatively knowledgeable about uh, black history, but we were just really taken aback uh, with what we viewed there. And so I'm an educator. And I said to my husband, I said, children really need to know this information. And he said, everyone needs to know uh, this information. So from there, uh, we began to develop uh, our traveling exhibit. And this is just a small segment of what we have. Generally, we do it chronologically. We begin in Africa, and then we come to present day. This particular exhibit is done thematically. And we have... Um, a section on technology, that's our largest uh, section. Then we have things to do fun, for fun, and we have a small section on medicine, and then we have another section on young people who have done some really fascinating things. 
And then in the middle, we have um, home essentials. And in the next segment, we have our hair and skin care. Okay. As you were, how long did it even take you? And I know you're you're continuously adding to it because I see some of these that I, I've been tweeting on even recently. Yeah. So this is a again a living labor of love for sure. But how long when, when you first and before you did your your first display? Tell us kind of the the history and how it's grown. We started in the year uh, 2000. We became incorporated in 2005, and I think at the very beginning we may have had 15 uh, that we see, 15 inventors that we featured. And so we did this by really trying to collect uh, artifacts that we could use. We went to um, Brimfield Fair in Massachusetts where um, at that time they had a lot of uh, older antiques that you could find. So we went uh, to antique stores, we've been on eBay, uh, we've uh, contacted companies and they've also uh, provided us with some of the uh, items or either the artifacts uh, that we use. And it's, we started slowly because we were also working uh, at the time. And so it was uh, a labor, like you said, a labor of love because we really feel very, very passionate about what we're doing because we believe that, if, as I said, that more and more people need to know this. And I think it's beginning to be more, uh, you know, commonplace. We also used to put out a calendar, uh, when I grow up I want to be. And so... I'm mentioning this because a lot of attention has been brought to Hidden Figures. And so the year before Hidden Figures came out, we had featured Katherine Johnson uh, in our uh, calendar and also part of our exhibit for the one that we're going to do on uh, NASA. So, yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yes, this, this, this is the year to bring... Uh, to to light, you know, one of our hashtags is hidden no more, and this is a, is a primary example. Would you also share, first of all, how people can get in contact with you, and maybe even at some of the places you're going to be traveling uh, here soon? Okay, uh, we can be contacted. You can go to our website. It's tibbet.biz, and um, we can also contact us. I have to also look at this, and I don't have on my glasses. <laughs> So, uh, you can contact us, and the telephone number is? Uh, 816-550-3585. Let me repeat that. 816-550-3585. To contact the African American Inventors, it's the Institute of Black Inventions and Technology. And we are speaking with Carol Lamb. Sandra, Sandra Lamb. Is Carol also your sister? Carol is my husband. Oh, <laughs> even better, even better. Hello, welcome. I get to meet both of you. So the the royalty of the Institute of the Black Invention in Technology. I'm going to get one of those, um, but I want to talk to you. When you put up this display, um, and I know you get different comments from people, what are some of the big ones that maybe surprise people or stand out for them? I think one of the ones um, is Charles Patterson, and he has been the first and only black car manufacturer. And he's over there, and we have some of his uh, some of the cars that they actually uh, design. 
I think that has been one of the biggest ones. The other one is that you hear so much about Madam C.J. Walker, and but uh, something that a lot of people don't know is that she actually worked for Annie Turnbull Malone, who was also in hair care and also had a background in chemistry. So they didn't know that uh, Madam C.J. Walker actually worked for someone who was doing something that she uh, eventually pursued herself. Exactly. So she kind of expanded upon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of someone else. Uh, Matt Zilliger, again, uh, some people may have heard of him. He invented the shoe-lasting machine. I think the thing that's what's so impressive uh, about him is that it took him 10 years to actually invent it. He persevered. He didn't live very long either, but he persevered until he invented the shoe-lasting machine, which actually didn't necessarily replace lasters, but a lot of lasters actually lost uh, their uh, livelihood as a means of this coming to being, because eventually... uh, the shoe lasting machine could make between 150 to 300 shoes per day, whereas before it was like 50, where all the lasters were able to do that. Oh, wow. Very, very interesting. And, you know, even just, and like you said, this isn't even the full display. We've been in every industry and, and had a, a, a contribution in, in so many ways. And like you said, the whole hidden figures kind of even showed that. Um, as I, I made my way uh, around, I, I love what you all done. And the other thing is the number of patent holders, too. Yeah, um, that's also very, very impressive. Now, my husband is much more informed about when uh, the patent, the, the first black uh, gentleman who received a patent was uh, Jennings. His last name was Jennings. And he was the one that came up with this uh, device device for cleaning clothes and so um, he was the first uh, African American to receive a patent and then the first female was um, okay I can't remember her okay, name well. <laughs> but she uh, had a patent for a folding bed oh folding okay bed. okay very nice very nice well I'm going to just encourage people to, to look up the Institute of Black Invention and Technology. Um, it's founded by Carol and Sandra um, Lamb. And, again, the number is 816-550-3585 or tidbit, uh, Inc. at AOL.com or www.tidbitbiz. Uh, That's T-I-B-I-T. Dot biz, B-I-Z. So, and we'll, we'll also post this up on our website at Technology Expresso. So if you want any details, we'll make sure that you have a way to get in contact. Well, thank you for coming up. This is a wonderful, wonderful display. Um, and and I, I look forward to you guys being here all week. Thank you. Thank you. So, again, this is Technology Expresso, and we are broadcasting live at the NSBE, National Society of Black Engineers, uh, 43rd Conference in Kansas City. And the particular component we're at today is the Innovation Lab. And have to give mad kudos to William Wells, who is the founder uh, and creator of A-STEAM Village. Um, And if you go to 
asteamvillage.com. You'll see all of the wonderful things that Will is dedicated to and has been doing with young people in Kansas City. What we want to do is share the, the, the sights and sounds of this innovation lab. And you may even want to, if you have an organization, an event, um, or a group that meets, you might want to have some of these displays there because they have been a big hit. And you're going to get a uh, picture by picture as well as video of a lot of what uh, I've been sharing with you and um, as well as when we come back, we'll be doing a debrief and having some of these people for extended interviews uh, here uh, on Technology Express Up. You may have noticed, I, I warned you that from time to time the background gets loud because there's been a lot of simulators and video games, car drivers, go simulations and uh, excavation and backhole simulations. You, you heard the uh, music in the, the background being played through electricity. I don't think everybody maybe appreciate that that was electricity that was making that those musical uh, riffs. But all that said, I'm going to get back to our booth, and we're going to meet and greet some more people. And just I really encourage everyone to go to Nesby's website, nsbe.com.org. Uh, yeah, you better try the .org, not the .com. NSBE.org, and this is an organization to follow, um, to support, um, and you don't have to be an engineer. You may not even be pursuing engineering, but this is just about elevating people, their mind, understanding the world, where it's going, um, and engineering. As I told a group of parents, anything that isn't made by nature was made and designed by an engineer. So it's well worth you understanding what they're making today and what the future holds in our world. So that ends today's episode. Thank you so much. I had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this extended episode, and I'll be coming to you all week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. For now, any any final closing words from from you, David? Listen, learn, leverage, launch. <laughs> and there you have it. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase full steam ahead to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen. Learn. Leverage. Launch. Hello. Technology Expresso is launching its Color Me STEM tote bag fundraiser. 
science, technology, engineering, math, education, and activism is necessary because diversity and inclusion isn't something that happens by accident in these industries. The more color me stem totes you buy, the more people we can reach. We are on a mission to prepare our communities and our young people for a future we can't yet imagine. But we know one thing, that STEM jobs will be at the center of our economy. Our totes are only $28, and they help young people see a reflection of what they could be and help start, converse, help start the conversations to help them define their dreams and actions needed to achieve these dreams. Help us reach and inspire our girls, women, boys, and encourage them to consider careers in STEM and let them know they can be and do anything. Technology Expresso provides free resources and a nat national network that's all-inclusive. Anyone can take advantage of our information, inspiration, and various opportunities. Go to technologyexpresso.com or download our mobile app to see what your to see your contributions hard at work as we continue to provide resources daily. Please visit T Fund, T as in technology, F U N D dot com forward slash for your continued support. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our broadcast archives, social media handles, contact information, and upcoming shows, visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com.net and .org. Call our event hotline 855-484-6837 for a list of STEM-related events in various states across the country. That's 855-484-6837. Your feedback is important to us. Send us an email through our website or directly to technologyexpresso at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and remember to listen, learn, leverage, launch. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.